Revenue Rhino. I'm Brad Hammond, and this is the Lifelong Customer Podcast. We're interviewing successful sales and marketing leaders and discussing ways in which they're building lifelong relationships with their customers. I'm your host, Brad Hammond, and today I have Katie Ostrico from Quality Edge. Katie, it's so nice to have you here. Thanks for having me. I'm excited to talk to you. Yeah, I'm really excited too. So Katie, tell me a bit about yourself and about your company. Sure. My background is really in marketing. Went to school at Michigan State. Actually thought I was going to be an engineer to start. And the more I met engineers and took those classes, figured out that was not for me. And I had a really good guidance counselor say, maybe you want to try some marketing. And so I ended up taking a bunch of business classes and just really didn't have to study for my marketing ones and said, okay, maybe this is like my Michael Phelps swimming in the pool, figured out my niche. Started my career about 20 years ago doing product management, product development. And since then, I've had opportunities to get into digital marketing, social media, which wasn't a thing when I was in college, thank goodness for some of that. And I had the opportunity to lead customer service teams, um, engineering teams, and now I also lead uh, our sales organization. So I think for me, marketing has given me the opportunity to have a really interesting career that's taken me on a lot of different paths and allowed me to play to the things that I enjoy doing and get to do that almost every day. Oh, that's awesome. So tell me a bit about Quality Edge and what you guys do in the space you play in. Sure. So we're like a tech startup in that we started in a garage about 30 years ago. How we came about is the founder of our company was got a tip, we'll call it, from a local distributor that said, look, I'm really struggling to get roofing materials, the edging that goes on your roof that's metal in three days. I'm struggling to get it in any kind of consistent time. And he said, well, if I can make it in three days and get it to you, would you buy from me? And so it started with a simple machine that bends metal and one product category. Since then, um, we've expanded. We used to be a Midwest-based Michigan company. We've expanded across North America. We sell a lot of different product categories to builders and contractors through our distribution channel. We do basically anything on the outside of your house that's metal. So the siding, Mm -hmm. siding accessories, the roofing accessories, support our customers with that. Our real niche in the market, and you could kind of see behind me a little bit, is we do a lot of patents, so we like going first. That's a big part of who we are. We've done a lot of innovation in categories that have changed those categories for the industry. We focus a lot on marketing. Uh, We focus a lot on making sure all our materials are really inspiring and beautiful to the homeowners. And one of our big secret sauces that we have is we're service oriented to the point where we've been able to keep and maintain and grow with customers just because of our customer service that our team here and our sales team does. And that equates to everybody inside the organization. So for us, that's a key part of what we do is really taking care of our customers. We consider it a privilege that we get to take care of them every day and we operate that way. And so for me, it, you know, it's been really exciting the last couple of years to be able to lead the marketing, product development, and sales for our company as we move to that next phase for us, which is a really high growth mode that we're going to get into in the next several years and expand and really you know, grow our reach to parts of the country where we're not as large as we'd like to be. And so that to me is the most fun is developing the sales team, the marketing team, and the products that we need to do that. Oh, that's awesome. So for those listening that maybe aren't super familiar with the construction space, you're telling me siding, like literally the siding on your house that that is there and 
I think of that siding that's like the plastic stuff, and vinyl and all that. And you and I were talking and you're showing me some of the product that you guys are selling. And I'm like, I was amazed. I'm like, this is awesome. It's all metal. It's super modern looking and clean and all that. And I love it. I think for us, when most people think of metal siding, they think back to like neighborhoods from the 50s with the aluminum siding combined with brick and it's like stained and it's faded. It's amazing to me the changes that the housing industry has gone through in terms of the materials. So we see all different types of materials. Plastic is abundant in some markets. We prefer it not be. Um, what we do is all steel and aluminum. So we like that from a sustainability standpoint, durability standpoint. And we've done some really innovative stuff, even with our paint coating to make products look like wood from afar that are actually metal. And so we see steel siding as really the future of a lot of homes in a lot of areas where they maybe don't know that's a thing right now, just because of all of the changes in terms of what home buyers are looking for nowadays. Hmm. Yeah, totally. And you're telling me about some of the unique marketing aspects to this, because it sounds like not only are you trying to market to homeowners and, and those that are going to be the end consumer of this, but you have the lumber yards and the construction companies and everyone that's actually out there supplying it and installing it and all that. I'd love to hear more about what marketing looks like for that. I think for us, our industry is a little bit traditional, which to me, it means it's ripe for thinking differently, which fits right in with our company. We tended to have a very old model of we're going to have a brochure, we'll take it out, we'll show it to a contractor, they might show it to a homeowner. And now we're seeing just because of the shift in people that are looking at homes, buying homes, wanting to remodel their homes, a lot of it's being done on the internet. And most of their work, they're finding inspiration, products, even who they might work with, all before they even contact somebody to work on their house. So for us, some of the things that we did this year, we traditionally would do a lot of events with our customers and do a lot of face-to-face. -face. And this year gave us an opportunity to shift all of that and challenge a lot of the assumptions that our industry had. No, I have to go see you every week for you to buy things for me. And so we said, okay, we can't physically go into the space. What are we going to do? We actually took all of our travel dollars and our event dollars and we pivoted very quickly in about a month and a half and shifted all of that into digital and engaged in different platforms that we felt homeowners, architects, and builders and contractors would engage with. So we shifted a lot to Pinterest and did a lot on there. We found a lot of our competitors weren't on there. So I'm probably sharing a few secrets with that, but uh, they weren't on there. So we said, okay, if a lot of them are in other spaces, let's go somewhere where they're not, that blue ocean strategy. And then we invested a lot in Instagram, Facebook. We targeted Google ads to specific regions, focused on specific products to try to do that. And it's been amazing for me what we've seen happen. We've engaged with thousands of contractors that are now on our email list that we didn't have nine months ago. We actually opened up a new distribution facility in Southern California without ever meeting them face-to-face. -face. Saw our product through an Instagram ad and connected with us. And now they're doing, they're probably going to do several hundred thousand dollars in the first year with us on one product line. Nice. Um, we had a homeowner in Utah that found our product, fell in love with it. And she actually developed a contractor for us out there, got the distributor to stock it because she was going to use it. She shared her story on Instagram. She shared it with her friends. She's almost like a part-time salesperson for me out there in Utah now, really talking about it and the experience. And so for us, I think that was something that 
we didn't really have before is this idea of the, the online community or a digital community that was engaging with each other, sharing content. We get people every day that send us images and can you share this? This is the project I did with your product now. The fun part for me too is when we see somebody ask a question on one of our posts and somebody else will answer, not necessarily from the company, but somebody that's worked with oh, our wow. product before and give their experience. We didn't have any of that a year ago. And so for us, I think the biggest shift we've seen this year is really cultivating that online community and that network of people that like to talk about our product, like to talk about design, care about their home, want to have the next cool thing. And so it's been really fun to engage with them and challenge their thinking and show them new ideas, new designs and see what their reaction is. Yeah, that's awesome. And you're even telling me about some of the digital tools you're building for all of this and all that. And it sounds like you guys are really um, leaning into innovation here and saying, we're going to go all in on this stuff. For me, it's fun to go first. Some people think it's scary to go first. (laughs) What if somebody else does it? My theory is if you're following somebody else, you're already in second, maybe third place. It's called Kleenex for a reason, even if that's not how it's branded. For us, we don't have that fear of going first. And we've established enough credibility in the market that when we show something people aren't familiar with, they aren't initially put off by it. They're more curious by it just because we've been able to do so much with innovation. And so we feel that sharing our passion for what we care about, whether it's a product feature or a benefit that our products provide, or even just design inspiration and how people work through that process is a lot of what we're focused on for next year. So we're doing like a magazine publication twice a year to share the stories of builders and customers and even different businesses that have used our product to help their branding. We share different experiences in terms of how we work through things. So what is our process for experimenting on social and what did we learn and what works for us? color trends, things like that. So we do a lot more than what we actually sell for our customers. We laugh, we were training some salespeople this week and we kept going back to, we sell bent pieces of metal. At the end of the day, if you break it down, that's what we do. Um, Our value is really in caring about our customers and their business and being curious about what they need and trying to find ways to help them be better. And that's really been our value in the market. Oh yeah, that's absolutely awesome. It sounds like this year has really been a year of growth for you guys. I think we were talking the construction industry is obviously experiencing a lot of growth and especially homeowners here at home. And uh, you're like, I should upgrade my siding or house or you're spending all this time there. So what better time? Yeah, we we didn't know what was going to happen after the first couple months of the year when things started shutting down and all these changes took effect. And, and we were meeting every day to go, okay, what if it's 20% of what we thought or 120% of what we thought? And, and we really didn't know. So we planned optimistically to be ready in case something happened. And what we've seen has been people looking to upgrade their homes. Home equity is really great. So when you sell your home, there's value to it. That's a little bit different than maybe 2008, 2009. A lot of people didn't necessarily lose their jobs, but just shifted to working at home in a lot of cases. So they were still employed, but working in a different way. And you know what I'm finding, I was listening to a real estate agent who was talking about in the past, people used to say, what's your kitchen? What's your bathroom? And it was funny. She was saying, now people are like, do you have a Zoom room that I can do Zoom meetings in? Or what's the office space look like? And because a lot of people's homes weren't really set up to accommodate this work from home model or even learn from home model, if you have students in your house, they're rethinking all of that. And so we have seen a tremendous amount of growth in remodel. 
We've seen the housing market continue to grow. About 70% of the entire market is remodel. Most people think it's new construction because that's a unit shiny and new and they're usually clustered together. But most of the market is actually remodels. People move into a new house. They want to change it, make it theirs, upgrade it. And so... When we look at that, we're just being a part of that process with contractors and builders who are helping homeowners figure out what their homes need to look like to make it work for them in the future. Totally. Yeah, that's really awesome. And that surprises me. 70% is remodel. It's that's amazing. There's a lot of existing homes out there and yeah, people just want to make it theirs. So we, yeah. it, it surprises people when we tell them that most of our market is actually remodel. Totally. So I always love to ask this question. What is a personal story that that you maybe have of building a relationship with a customer or really driving forward some of these marketing initiatives? I always love to ask this question because people love to hear personal stories. And I I really enjoy hearing about, okay, from high level concept down to real, what does that look like? I was thinking of a couple and, and the most fun for me this last year and a half have been in the sales arena because that is not my background. It was funny when I took this job, my boss was like, yeah, you can take marketing. I need you to take sales. And I'm like, yeah, I've never sold anything. He's going to be fine. Figure it out. So it's one of those you can jump in and hope for the best. And I have a really great team. So it's been fun. But for me, the learning how to sell and learning what makes a good salesperson and what makes a good sales leadership team has been something for me that I'm really curious about and I'm learning a lot. And so we had a customer actually in West Michigan, he had come up through the ranks, through the industry, worked at a couple different distributors and now is a sales lead um, for his company in West Michigan. And so what I started doing with him is just asking questions about how he made his team as successful as they were. What has he done? And so we would grab lunch. The first time we met, he's like, hey, can we grab a drink? And so we grabbed a drink at a a pub when you could do that and just spent several hours and just talked about his family and how he got to where he got, what made his team different, what was his philosophy about sales. So it was a lot of me asking questions to really try to learn about him and his business and his philosophy. We usually connect on a really regular basis. We try to do lunch every other month. He's dropped off books at my house that were gifts for me as a customer. So he's my customer. He's given me gifts of here's what I use to influence how I look at sales leadership. And for me, I think the biggest thing in building a relationship is about being curious about them and their business. Mm -hmm. Who they are as a person, how they got to where they got, because everybody's story is interesting and unique. What were some of the bumps along the way and how did they overcome those? Those stories tend to define a lot of people. And then it's just really being curious about their business and saying, okay, how do I stay connected and help you? What are things I can be doing? And I think when we're in that learning mode and that mode of, we kind of joke, it's I'm not trying to be right. I'm trying to get it right. And so when we think of our customers, it's like, how do we get it right with them? And I think curiosity is a big piece of it. So the relationships that I've been able to build with some key customers has really just been because I'm a curious person. I like to ask a lot of questions and I like to learn who they are and what they care about. And from that, I've been able to find people that are mentoring me in an area that's new to me and helping me be a better sales leader so I can help serve them better at the end of the day. Oh, I love that. And leading off of that, what key advice would you give to other marketing and even sales leaders When it comes to marketing your company, your product, your services, and building those key relationships. 
So I, I was thinking about that when you asked me that question before and said to think through what advice. And it's always hard because I've been doing it a long time, but I also am not an expert. So I always I get really hesitant about giving too much advice, but I can share just, I'll share what works for me. How about that? And then yeah, if right. somebody can learn anything from that. So, so I'm super curious by nature. I always ask a lot of questions, not to be judgmental, but to honestly listen and learn. The other thing I think that's been good that I've done with some folks is I try to stay connected, but in an un- unexpected way. One of the things I did two months ago is I had just finished reading um, Simon Sinek's new book about the infinite game. And I said, okay, this is really interesting. I've been talking to a lot of our customers about this. So what I did is I ordered 20 books off of Amazon. I got a list of some key customer leaders that I had connected with, sent them each a personal note, highlighted different parts of the book that I thought related to some conversations that we had before and sent it and got thank you notes from several of them. (laughs) We're like, thanks for sending it. Thanks for thinking of me. So it's that staying connected, but not in a way of what projects are you working on? What business do you have? But like, I was thinking about our last conversation and this reminded me of you or made me think of you. It's kind of cliche, but I think being honest is one of the things I would tell people. If you can't do something, tell them you can't do it. They're going to have to figure out a way to deal with that regardless of when you tell them. If you say you're going to do something, do it. It's really simple and easy. One of the big things that we try to do is celebrate our customers' wins. So not necessarily ours, but theirs. So if we work on a big project that's really important to them, we make sure we celebrate that win that's a win for them and be part of that experience. And then the last thing I would tell people, and I've had a lot of conversations with younger marketing folks about this, is just be who you are. Don't try to be anybody else. When I was working at an organization, there were these you know, phenomenal speakers that would do customer presentations. And you'd hear these marketing people go, I'm going to be just like that person. And I would smile and go, you're absolutely going to fail then because you're not that person. You don't have that experience. You don't have those stories. So I think the older you get, the more you realize that you can add value for who you are. You don't have to try to be somebody that you're not. Your experiences and the way that you see the world is just as important as the person next to you. It's a lot easier to be yourself every day than try to be somebody else. So if I had to give any advice for the younger folks, I would say that be true to who you are, be who you are, and know that you can add value exactly the way that you are. Love it. That's awesome. Well, thanks so much, Katie, for joining. I really appreciate your time this morning and sharing all your wisdom, insights, and advice. I love it. Friday morning and I got wisdom for you. No, I appreciate you having <laughs> us on and, and it was great to get to you know meet you and get to learn about what you're doing. And, and I hope this is you know great for your audiences to connect and I, I hope they stay connected to your show because I think it's really valuable for marketing folks.